You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the eco-internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. 27th of May 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And it was an absurdly busier than busy week in the uh, digital marketing world. This stuff to cover. Before we do anything, um, it's Kim Krausberg's birthday today. And as Kim is definitely one of the founding persons of, like, I don't know, the industry. Um, I think it would be it would be uncool to to not mention it and say happy birthday, Kim. We love you. Big happy birthday. Yeah, she's she's one of the well, you know, it's an industry filled with good people. So when I say like she's one of the good ones, it's like, okay, you're one of the good ones among a sea of good ones. But um, yeah, she she's definitely uh, definitely awesome. Well, but more moreover, think of the impact that Kim's had on not just the industry, but the lives of so many people in the early part of the industry. I think um, for, 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 for listeners who don't know Kim, um, and I don't think she'll, she'll, she'll be angry at me for describing her like this, but uh, imagine um, a, uh, 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 a complete loving stereotypical um, hippie Grateful Dead fan who's a brilliant user experience and uh, techno geek and, uh, and a great SEO. She brought these wonderful values to this uh, early forum, create a site that she had started, um, which influenced so many people in the SEO industry. And I suggest that it was that attitude and, you know, a lot of her attitude that, that sharing generosity, help each other out, um, philosophy that that sort of formed a bedrock to the, the the very special industry and type of people we have uh we have now yeah yeah that, I, I don't think so. anything <laughs> you said isn't like spot on <laughs> like although it's funny because i i, I you think ever, so ever. much like just you know sort of the, the way i interact with her now i'm like oh yeah right create a site <laughs> i was just like, 
Right. Well, um, here's here, here's one for you. You know, the way she influenced your world absolutely directly. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, every, everyone had to everyone had to uh, 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 cut their teeth somewhere, right? Yeah. Bill Slosky cut his teeth as a moderator at uh, at Creative Site. Yeah, that's right. So did Ammon Johns. So Bill Slosky, who I think is, you know, arguably one of the most influential people ever on uh, the, the practice of search and optimization, he cut his teeth at Creative Site. And, um, you know, he, he shares information just readily because that's just, that's just the kind of person he is. Maybe, maybe that's just the types of people that Kim, uh, you know, attracts to her are people who share well with others. Well, yeah, not, well, Absolutely. But again, I suggest that that, that, that that kind of attitude is what made us, made this industry so special. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Kim, we love you. Thank Happy you birthday. so much. So there was tons and 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 tons that went down over the last week. Um, Dave, where do you want, where, where do you want to start, man? Yeah, I don't know. I, you, you like dropped a bunch of stuff that I was like, list. oh, I, I actually didn't see that story come in. Um, one that we can talk <laughs> about just, just really, you know, sort of topically, because I would just say go to the page um, and, and, and read it, um, is the coverage over at Search Engine Land that you shared. I'd actually just, just uh, tweeted it out a little bit before the show um, as well. But the news from the Google I.O., which we covered pretty well um, last week, but there, there was no way for us to cover everything um but over at search engine land they covered some parts we didn't cover it was funny i read it and i'm like well they missed a bunch of parts and i'm like right but they caught a bunch of parts i didn't already talk about or know about um so it's a it's a great piece it's sort of like cliff notes um or cole's notes i guess depending on which side of the 49th you're on um you know sort of sort of what happened well here's Here's a, here's a piece of tech note um, that that that's that's worth worth thinking about, especially if uh, uh, you're an SEO trying to see how your website might perform under the uh, the harshest of Google conditions. Google rendered your site in its version of Chrome, right? And mm-hmm. that's how it figures out what's on your page and what your page is worth, and you know all of. Apparently, Chrome is the uh, the kernel for like pretty much every browser out there. Microsoft used to have Internet Explorer, but that exploded um, after IE9, um, and it became Microsoft Edge. And as it turns out, Chromium is the kernel of Edge. Yeah. Um, Chrome is like the principal browser to write code for. Uh, it, 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 um, it's, how to say this, it's become such the standard that, uh, pretty much everything in Chrome is also supported by Safari or Firefox to uh, competing competing browsers. I just think that's, that's phenomenal. Like Chromium, Chrome is the kernel of, well, every web. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a long, long, long way we have come over the last 15 years. Like uh, when, when you were cutting your teeth, Chrome wasn't a thing. I was a big, like, I was kind of playing around with Firefox because it had, like, extensions. Um, and IE was just the standard, right? And now um, we're... we're There's a Navigator, too. Oh. Netscape Navigator was, was, was on the scene. 
but it right, which had that combo browser as well as like portal, like entry point portal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was a thing. Um, yeah, and for for Google to just dominate yet another, like basically take over another element of of the entire ecosystem, um, in a fairly fairly rapidly. Um, like even people who are using edge, you're right, are, are, are building it <laughs> off this, off this kernel, um, you know, that, that Google sort of built. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's, it's interesting to, to sort of watch that change in technology. I mean, obviously from, from my standpoint, functionally though, um, I think to, to what you were talking about, functionally, it makes it a lot easier, like for, for us, like, do you remember having to like constantly switch and like things would actually just render totally differently because, because all of the different, different browsers, browsers were based absolutely. on fundamental. Yeah. You, you just don't have that anymore. Um, you know, wh- whether we would or the not, without this the, the, issue. Hmm? the reason this has happened is it's fundamentally two operating systems in the mobile world, right? iOS and Android. Yeah. And, uh, any phone that is running, um, uh, 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 Microsoft devices is running it on an Android platform. So um, <laughs> the browser naturally is 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 the Android browser. Androidium is that is that a new? <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know what to do with that. Um, <laughs> so, um... <laughs> okay. Next. Um, more stuff from uh from uh, 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 uh Google I/O. This is was this was more of a commercial announcement. Google Ads announces travel product updates for vacation rentals, hotel bookings, extensions, and all that stuff is starting to roll out. Um, what do you how do you feel about this? You have a whole bunch of uh properties, a whole bunch of clients in the in the uh travel, tourism, and vacation market. Yeah, no, I, I wish the way you had started that was like was actually like what was the, the my reality, which was you have a bunch of properties and it's like, oh, I wish we could have just stopped there. That would be awesome. But no, you're right. <laughs> we we happen to have a lot of clients. Oh, is, okay, well, well, if there's anyone to ask, I mean, like you're you, you are an expert in Google and travel. Are they making life easier for you? Are they making life harder? Or is it sort of a six and a half dozen sort of thing? It is right now, um, the, the way things stand for most, um, and, and my experiences are, are mostly in the vacation rental, um, you know, sort of sector, um, unless you're willing as of right mm-hmm. now to onboard with third party, um, you know, sort of feeds, um, they're making things a little harder. So if you're a smaller um, vacation rental company, for, for example, you're not, and, and you're not willing to enlist um with with some of the major third party um aggregators of of basically google hotel ads um you know, sort of providers um they've made things harder um and, and that's not recent They're, but they are they are harder for you so the more advanced uh, and the more the bigger the push is the more accentuated the gap between the big and the small is Right? Like, so now they're pushing harder on it, but if you're one of the smaller players and, and by small, I mean, you have under 10,000 units, right? Like, I mean, we're, we're still okay. talking pretty, you can be pretty big and still fit under that gap. The, the, the segmentation is, is going to worsen at the same time. And I'll, I'll keep everybody posted on this. Um, it appears through some chats um, with 
I actually have a, a good and knowledgeable and helpful Google rep. They're rare, but folks, you can find them in the wild. I happen to have one right now uh, who's trying to help me navigate getting um, some of our, our you know, again, smaller quote unquote under 10,000 <laughs> um, clients through into the into the the travel ecosystem from the hotel ads side um, because hotel ads also includes free and I think that if they if they don't allow for this soon it's going to really cripple um, the smaller businesses who don't want to go through third party because they just want the free like they did with product ads so I suspect we're going to see this um, I, I think we're going to see a, a worse environment for for smaller providers I get why they wouldn't want individuals like I have one well yeah that's that's yeah, specifically when I, I read that vacation rentals, um, say you have, you have like three or four chalets in a ski resort, um, that's now being bulked in with hotel ads. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of noise for the for the smaller guy to get lost in. It, it really, really is, and and I mean, as somebody who, who pays attention to that space, I'm starting to see the we'll call them hotel ads because that's sort of the grouping, but it's it's vacation rental queries. I'm starting to see them a lot more replacing that what would have been the map pack. Right now being replaced with hotel ads makes perfect sense. But if you're one of the smaller players, you can't get in there. Now, I get why Google would be very hesitant to go. I'm going to let you, Dave, with your one condo downtown into this. I mean, there's just so much room for abuse. I totally get it. It's like if I had one product getting into shopping ads is going to be very, very difficult. Right. Like if I just have like one skew, one little product that I sell like out of my house, it'd be difficult to do um, and, and, and should be. Um, but. You know, I think, you know, when we're dealing with, you know, clients with three, 400, right? Like they're managing sort of like elite boutique kind of, um, you know, property sets and, and things like that. They have, and I think this would be one of the big differentiators. Do you have a place during business hours where your guests go physically to check in? That's how I would differentiate those two. If I was Google, I'd go, if you have a place that is staffed all the time, and that has support that will be there 24 hours a day as employees, not as a subcontract, then, then that could be the differentiator. But I, I think we're going to see some, some big, big, big changes. I have a feeling we'll be having a very different discussion, um, even as we head into the holiday season um, uh, this year. I, I suspect we're going to have seen some, some fairly major shakeups, but I will keep everybody posted as I start to see it progress. Um, our client needs it by fall, and that's why we started this discussion now, and, and my rep is trying to help us through in a smaller case. If that happens, um, I'll, I'll let people know anything that I can about how that's done so that if you're running smaller vacation rental companies, um, you, know, you, can, you can sort of benefit from, from this knowledge as well. And I will just keep my fingers crossed that you're not competing with any of our clients. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in, in some of the small markets, especially with, with the rise of like you know, Airbnb, and being such you neighbors are competing with neighbors but the demand is there so well um, indeed and we're all competing with airbnb right like it, it, when we talk about that space vrbo airbnb those are the real competitors it's not really sort of the the, the like smaller handful um of, of companies but anyway it, it is a really really interesting space i think we're going to see a lot of volatility in it um coming well, up and not volatility in, in like search rankings but volatility in how do they display them if you are in that space and you've hired a professional, like like say maybe Dave and uh, Dave, or your professional who you know might might, might be Dave, um, has made a bunch of recommendations to you, 
statistically, <laughs> chance there's a high likelihood you're only going to implement like you know four out of ten of them. Forty percent of, uh, of 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 all recommended SEO actions um, get implemented, suggesting that six out of ten or sixty percent don't. Comes from a survey of like six hundred seventy nine SEOs. Um, I guess I think that's about right, eh? What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. And, and I think every SEO on the planet has this frustration of, and yet the site owner still comes back and goes, why am I not ranking? You said I'd be ranking by now. Um, and, and it's like, yes, and I assumed that you would pay attention to what I said. In defense of, of that number, because I've seen a lot of cases, I have a couple clients, well, I, have, I have many great clients, but I have two that I think of with highly complicated things where things can't get done. We're probably sitting at the 40 or 50% because things are hard to do. It's not that they won't be done. It's that I've given them a recent batch of things and it's hard to do. So it, it will take time. I think sometimes it's a combination of difficulty level and, and, and ROI is always part of it. Like I'll always give a, here's my wish list. And then they'll ask do you me, prioritize is that it worth based doing? on? Hmm? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you prioritize your wish list when you like? I, I give recommendations to clients, and I prioritize them based on what I think is going to get done and what will have the most impact. Um, you know, based on what I think their capacities are. Yeah. H- how do you prioritize? I often well, there's there's one I'm, I'm working with them right now, actually, like just actively, like as of this morning we're doing another sort of re-audit of, of their scenario. And what I like to do for their tech team, it's different with their content team, pretty much a hundred for a hundred. If I tell them to do something in content, build this content, do this, they'll just, okay, sure. And they'll, they'll do it. Um, but tech gets different it's JavaScript site, very, very complicated. Things can or cannot be done. And what I like to do is I, I put everything in a spreadsheet because it's just easy to work with, but we'll have three columns that outline whether something should be done. And it's a scale out of five in all of them is what is the potential SEO impact? What does Dave think is the difficulty level to implement, time commitment to implement? And then there's, here's what their tech team tells me is the reality. And those last two columns are so Dave can learn what is and isn't hard (laughs) in the back end of their system, right? Like, show me the difference in, in what these two things are. But generally, it'll be a case of some things get done because they're really, really low time commitment. They might be a low SEO impact, but the dev's just sitting there with 15 minutes to kill, right? Like, and so plows through them. But generally, it starts at a big impact, low time commitment, and then works down to big impact, bigger time commitment with a few of the the, the sort of lesser known things. That's generally how I, I prioritize the tech stuff. Um because I think it, it just generally helps unless we're dealing with mission critical, in which case I just go, there is nothing but this one, right? Like, and I usually refer to that. It's probably because of my time in like machine learning now as the priority zero. Like this doesn't even get like, this is like right at root. This is our, our mission critical stuff mm-hmm. and nothing else gets done until this gets solved, right? Like your pre-rendering system has crashed. Nothing else matters. Like, don't don't work. I don't care if you got like a 15 minute task to spend 15 minutes learning about how to fix this, even if you can't do it right now, because nothing else matters until we get this problem solved. So we, we do have those. But um, you know, usually those don't even make it onto a sheet. They just make it onto Dave every five minutes on like Slack or Teams going, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Is it done yet? OK, so that I can send the crawlers mm-hmm. through and, and verify the fix. So. 
Um, but uh, yeah, how, how yeah, about you? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we have a different sort of take it. Like we do slightly different things in SEO. How, how do you approach that? Because I know you probably provide a lot more content. I, I, you're probably like, I hate you for having a client where you're like, I just tell them to do content stuff and they build it for me. How, how do you? Oh, no. Content's, geez, content's cheap. Content is, content uh, is easy to envision. And so clients can get right on that because they, they know what they have to do. Mm-hmm. In fact, if we didn't exist, they'd still be creating content. They just wouldn't be yeah. doing it with the frequency or accuracy that we'd like. Right. Um, it really depends on the client. Um, right now, I'm working with a uh, with an agency. Primarily, I'm working with an agency that has an incredible dev team. So the vast majority of the stuff that I suggest gets implemented. But it really depends on the client's budget and what the client. Um, is interested in uh, spending based on, you know, the, the, these clients are, are, are planning their spend out a quarter in advance. Mm-hmm. So, um, sometimes SEO is, is an afterthought, it's more of an afterthought. So again, so you, 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 you prioritize your recommendations based on what the when they have time and energy from from that particular client and what's going to make the most impact um and what you can't do and what you can't do yourself um others like small business clients that come through i really i i expect them not to do most stuff i recommend so uh, uh, um, things will have less and less. You're just sure if the other person is like frozen or not. Then it's probably me who's frozen. But it's not me who's frozen. Um, yeah, it is. I can hear you. Oh, goodness gracious! I'm gonna say, oh, the off chance it's not me who's frozen, folks. This is how you tell. You just keep on talking until somebody says something. Ah. <laughs> um, you know what? Although we probably need to take a break. I'm just realizing that right now. As I we left, probably so. do. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Friends, you are listening to a somewhat jittery web call G on WMR.FM. It is the 27th of May, 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Joey's Media, Dave Davies from Peace Hockey and Marketing. Stick around, we got more coming up after these messages. Looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. 
CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Office Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Google has long said that if you buy links, you're, you know, right? Google's also said that if uh, you, Google's also said that if you, uh, are uh, buying links if you do an action that you know causes somebody to give you a link and you, you give them some form of remuneration that's also a google sin a really clever way that lawyers had gotten links from law schools good you know rich scholarship edu links was to create um scholarships <laughs> two grand or so three grand and you get yourself a extremely juicy link and in the world of lawyers two or three grand for a little bit of advertising is really nothing at all so why mention it because for the very first time in his career one of the industry's um greatest and most innovative link builders jim boykin got a, a notice from google with an example of a scholar link a, uh, a, a scholarship link as a bad link. So Google may or may not actually ignore these kinds of links if they think they're dodgy. But for the first time, uh, a law office got called on basically buying the link back from the school in recognition of the scholarship they gave. That's a pretty cool trick though, eh? I, I have encountered that trick i've never done it but i i have seen it done in in backlink profiles the 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 old scholarship um you know sort of root of going um i i would be interested to know because and and 
you know, rightfully the, the, the URL, I, I couldn't find it like as a, as a provided, you know, Jim didn't go, here it is. Um, what I would be um, really interested to see though, is it covered on that page? Because I think if they're just making a call and going like, and by they, I mean, Google just making a call and going scholarships mean they're unnatural links. Well, no, that's a slippery slope. You can't make that, that call. So if, by, if there's something on that page saying, hey, create a scholarship and, and we'll give you like a, a link, you know, back for it, that, that I would get. But I think it might be a problematic area unless you saw like a vastly disproportionate number, right? Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't blame them if like the Google guy was like, okay, like I can see what you're doing here. You've got nothing but these kinds of links, right? Like, and, and, you know, which would be an unnatural backlink profile. It didn't seem to be the case, but you know, or that it's part of a very unnatural profile. Um, but if what this is doing is stopping otherwise legitimate scholarship creations out of fear, I think we could be in a bad spot. So I, 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 I don't know how I feel about this one, just based on, I don't know the landing page that this link was on and whether that, um, you know, educational organization was going, Hey, create a scholarship and we'll give you a link, right? In which case, yes, hundred percent um, that, that, that should be part of the action. If, if it was a disproportionate, like a, a brutal um, backlink profile, and that was just part of it, that I would totally get as well. Um, but you know, if if the, this company is just, and I, I assume that that actually might be the case, because um, otherwise, why would you have a manual? Why would you even cross their radar? But if there aren't these Celtic <laughs> signs, then I have a problem with it, right? Like, um, well, yeah. I read the article too, and I got the impression. You know, and I'm laughing because I'm thinking, yeah, well, consider consider the source here, Jim. Um, but uh, I read the article and I got the impression that, you know, it was a recognition thing. Um, law office gives law school a, uh, a, a sum of money to give to um, particularly promising young law student. Law school recognizes law office by giving them a link, you know, yeah. in the thank you, in the thank you note on their acknowledgements page. Yeah, that seems pretty innocuous. Right? Well, and that's yeah, that's but that's don't where it's it sort Jim of Boykin that came up and wrote the article about it. So, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> he knows his stuff. Right? I, I'm sure Jim has a good idea because he's probably dealt with this many times. I'm sure he has a pretty good idea of what a bad backlink looks like. Um, you know, not because he builds them, <laughs> I know he's think? a good SEO and, and good link builder, but because. The, I have a feeling oh, this isn't his first SEO. time to this rodeo as far as like having to clean up profiles. No doubt. No doubt at all. Um, okay. Shifting gears a bit. Uh, uh, Search Engine Journal published um, a pretty expansive and pretty cool look at Core Web Vitals. Um, which is funny because you can actually boil them down to um, three to six metrics. Um, two of which are critically important. Three of which are very important. Um, we've been talking a lot about core web metrics, like the whole the whole industry's been talking about core web metrics for the last couple of three, four, five weeks straight. Um, are they? I'd ask the question in a way that has been asked before, because they're clearly going to be very impactful. But what's your feeling here? Um, is this hype for the sake of hype, or? Um, is there a, a, a real push to vastly improve the um, quality of user experience uh, based on the um, whims of Google? 
You know, I, I, I tend in the short term. So I, I, I have my short term answer and long term answer. Um, my short term answer actually coincides. Ryan Jones had mentioned it on, on Twitter a while back. Like, just basically, we're all like really focusing a lot on this thing and kind of implying, like, and what if we were focusing on everything else that still exists and has been like weighted heavily for a long, long time, right? Like, we're, we're you called it like entering into to this sort of segment and, and part of the discussion. This is all we've kind of been talking about. And I think he was like, I, and I'm putting this in, into his mouth, but it, it certainly is the way I'm thinking about it. We may be over um, hyping it. And that's not to say it's, it's, it's not important. It is important, but we may be putting a disproportionate importance on it. Um, and I, I, I liken this, if I'm going to guess, and I mean, we're going to find out in like two to three weeks if, if Dave's right. Um, but I, I liken this to the, um, sort of mobile first sort of rollout. And I, I'm sure you remember when that happened. And everybody sort of went, <laughs> it just happened. And everybody sort of like looked at their rankings and went, what, what just happened? Right? Like nothing really happened. But if you tried to pull off like a desktop only site now, it, it just wouldn't. And we can talk about that in just a little bit. Um, well, we're we're going to have to. <laughs> where we are going to have to. Um, but it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Right. So you, you do hit a spot where, it will cascade forward. I suspect we're going to see a slower integration in. And by slower, I mean, they're saying August. I think, you know, yeah, they'll have like peppered things into their systems by then. Um, you know, and, and, and that's all well and good. But I think we're going to be seeing the repercussions of this over the next two to three years. Um, yeah, it's sort of like It's growth, little, little, you know, page experience, icons, things like that to sort of like, prod us all in there just like they did with the https and like letting chrome sort of tell you um that this site is secure i think those are we're going to start getting some visual cues down the road of like this site sucks you probably don't want to go there um and, and i think that's when it'll really happen but I think <laughs> if, if you ask me in like on july 1st am i going to see radically different results not unless there's a mistake Right, like unless something is wrong in the way they did it, I, I don't think that's what they want to do. They basically all but said that they're talking about rolling it out through to August. I think that's functionally they're manually going to be testing this out through till then. You know, doing you know adding their their secret eleven herbs and spices to it, um, and then after that, I, I suspect what they're sort of going to be doing is rolling that into their systems and going, okay, just add this in as one more thing that gets decided by a machine how weighted it should be. Um, so I do think we'll see a pickup in importance, but I think out of the gate, not much. So I'm not saying don't pay attention, pay, you might as well pay really close attention, get this thing done, put it on the back burner and get on to other things while we're all talking about it, <laughs> right? Like just, just get it done now. Uh, Cause it needs to be done. Cause it will be important, but well, um, yeah. I noted it again. <laughs> Excuse me. I noted it again this week for two reasons. One, because I, I didn't want to promote this uh, this piece that was in search of the journal. I think it's uh, I think, uh, if anyone has has questions about what core web vitals are going to be, how they're going to impact your website, um, and what you can do to to to, to fix stuff, searchjournal.com slash core dash web slash dash vitals. Uh, check it out and get the information there. The other reason I'm mentioning it is, um, as we'd understood things, 
core web vitals was going to be measured against the um, how the page uh, reacted in mobile environment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Google made an announcement um, last week that extends uh, core web vitals measurements to desktop versions of websites as well, measured by by Chrome as it perceives things in a desktop environment. It was a quiet announcement made last week that um, sort of was said and then just sort of vanished. And um, it was just sort of like, it was almost like, I did I hear that right? And I'm 99% sure I did hear it right. So I went back to check out the article. And in fact, I did read it right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of neat. Um, I think Google must have noticed the B2B world exists. Yeah. Surprise. Um, yeah, I mean, that, it, it I, I'm obviously, you know, yes, it, it should. I've always, I get why they can't have two indexes like they did for a little bit. I'm sure, you know, flashing back, we all, we all remember, but um you know, I, I get why they can't, but to treat something like this is fundamentally different, right? It makes perfect sense. Because if you look, you've got two different scores and they can be dramatically different based on your build and what you're showing in different environments, like the, the, the technology between your mobile and, and desktop may be different, all that sort of stuff. So to treat them differently, I think makes perfect sense. Your user experience is going to be different on both of them. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it makes a lot of sense, but you're right. It's, interesting to see them do that because they don't really tend to they tend to just go it's mobile assuming that if you just do it for mobile that desktop will will naturally follow most of the time it does but um you know it not always now being good webmasters you want to make the optimal product for both environments it's just like just like we were talking earlier when there was like a, a half dozen or so browsers you had designed for well you know still design well for the mobile and the uh desktop environment um, keep in mind, largest contentful paint, LCP. Um, you want to be about 2.5 seconds. First input delay, um, that's how long it takes for a page to become, you know, functionally interactive. Somewhere within 100 milliseconds. Um, cumulative layout shift. This is one that drives when a page sort of like starts moving around on it. You're working on a form or something and then suddenly there's only text on your uh, screen. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're reading a paragraph and suddenly you're three paragraphs off because the page shifted. Mm -hmm. um, Google has an, has a somewhat complex measurement um, based on how much distance and how frequently the page shifts. Um, an ideal score based on their calculations would be equal to 0.1 or less. Um, but again, you got to check out... Um, uh, developers.google support docs to see how they make those calculations. Those are the three things you really need to keep in mind with core web vitals. And uh, you also need to keep in mind that you're being measured in two different environments, not just one now. Was yeah, there it's interesting because you, you mentioned like cumulative layout shift. Fundamentally, it would be different on desktop than mobile, just fundamentally, right? Mm -hmm. So that's you know listed as a, a good example of why they might view one completely different. And that's a case where you're actually more likely to have a, a decent time on mobile because you're only dealing with a fairly limited width. That's right? kind of the same. And it's going to be difficult to get like images all of a sudden mm -hmm. firing in and moving stuff around. Um, you know, whereas on desktop, you, you that one would, I, I, from my experience anyway, can be a lot more impacted by 
um, incorrect, you know, loading your CSS at the bottom or something, right? And then all of a sudden it's getting red after the page is loading and perhaps bouncing all over the place. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, images tend to be the reason in both environments, but in uh, mobile, it's any object can can just set off this cascade that's going to cause a jump that's going to happen. Um, it's as each object loads in order. Do, 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 do. Um, well, on desktop, things tend to come in much more rapidly. Yeah. Um, unfixed. You know, on desktop, what it is is that people use these massive, freaking big images and then size them downwards. Right. That's often what what causes the jumps. Okay. Um, moving on. Was there a big uh, big algorithm update that affected you badly over the over the last week? Holy crap! Yes. <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't think I could have said that more emphatically. Um, yeah, it was, you know, normally we come on, I'm like, yeah, everything kind of held. Nope. <laughs> nope. It didn't. It was all over the place. Um, so, and I mean, it, it, I, I had sites going in both directions, right? Like I'm not going to pretend like it was all green arrows up, right? Like, no, it wasn't. They just like fractured all over the place. Um, and it was good to know that I was not alone. No, you were not alone. Um, people across the industry reported chaos. Um, that tends to that tends to note the beginning of something, not the end of something. So things are going to settle down. Um, well, and, and something that made any interesting. Well, I was going to ask, did you find any patterns, any similarities? Not really. Um, and and, and the, the similarities that I did find don't make sense. Which is why, and that's when I just head into the do nothing approach <laughs> to two things. Um, for example, I've got a client with three websites. Um, they're in same sector, but they serve completely different functions. It's one of those times where I'm like, yes, you should have multiple sites. 99 times out of 100, I would say absolutely not. Um, two of them, one of them just rocketed up. One of them went up nicely like a four percent gain um, and then the other one took like a five percent hit right so we have three same sector same core link um sort of strategy like they're, they're different things because most of their links just just happen from people but if you look at their link profiles you'd be like yes you're all in the same sector and it's the same kinds of sites and same weighting of sites and this and that that's that's linking in um and it's a fairly uncompetitive sector. Well, I shouldn't say uncompetitive. It's reasonably competitive, except they dominate it. <laughs> like, so it's uncompetitive from, from my SEO standpoint, because they just dominate their sector. Um, and, and yet we're seeing things going in, in both directions. Um, the most interesting part is the one differentiator in that case, and I, I'm, I'm actually looking at a, at a variety of clients right now, and it, it, it is more atypical, is the losses tended to be in the areas where we were focused on growing the the best content like it's like we were being punished for researching what people wanted related to that sector and producing it um so um, so that's what just doesn't like there's clearly something that i'm missing here like don't get me wrong i'm not going google's punishing good content no they're not that's it, not how it, any it, of this works <laughs> it, it, in previous days somebody would have called that a 
over optimization penalty. Right. <laughs> um, although oddly, we're not even op optimizing their pages. Their pages are just performing well, like their core pages. It's just we're going, oh, okay, here's the legal questions you might have in this sector. We'll build content on that, right? Here's some interesting information on the towns in that sector or, or whatnot. Um, so where we're trying Stuff to grow the best people content. are looking for. Yeah, exactly. And that so we had covered previously. I got a question. Yeah. A quick question for you. Where, do you get, where are you getting your content ideas from? What's informing you about the stuff that you should be writing about? Um, I, I like to pull mine from a variety of different sources. One of my favorite, the, the unsung hero, um, in my opinion, I think not enough people go to it. There's obviously you go to your keyword tools. I use, you know, SEM rush often enough because you can like sort of segment out and go just show me the questions and, and things like that. One of my favorites is just going to the SERP and going what formats, what are people also asking, right? Like what are the other pages that rank talking mm -hmm. about, um, you know, just basically going right to the core and going when Google has to take a shotgun approach and go, I can show 10 things, but I can show a few different formats of things. What are they doing with that? Because that's how they're trying to fulfill the most user intents that they can. <laughs> so if I can go in there and look and go, ah, I see what they're trying to do. I just need to do that, but better. Um, because Google has to do it universally for everything. So it's like competing with Amazon. It's like you actually can compete with Amazon because they have one set of like they have to apply global rules, right? You can you can sort of like sniper your way through there and, and compete with them. Um, similarly with Google, you can go, okay, I can I can pull from that. What formats? What what other questions? What are they showing in their knowledge graph? What are you know all of these sorts of things? And go okay, take what makes sense for me, put that in there, create some new formats, um, and, and and make sure that the structure works, uh, and then do it just slightly better <laughs> right? than 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 what they can do. You know, use a, a few different sources. So that's one the, sort of my two starting points. Individual niches have have different things. Um, you know, at the same time, I work in, you know, machine learning, as you know, and that's kind of useless because by mm -hmm. the time something is relevant as a technology to show up on like search queries, we've already lost our opportunity in that query. So there you would look, you know, more to like Twitter, or Reddit. So if you're in a high change sector, um, you know, you, you would, you would have your own sources, um, to, to sort of follow, but. Yeah, well, like you, I'm finding Google's becoming a remarkable font of like keyword research. Um, much, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so glad I'm not using the damn like keyword selector tool or the uh, <laughs> AdWords tools anymore. Um, like almost never. Um, you can go to Search Console, check out queries that uh, are driving people to, to traffic, uh, driving traffic to the page, especially if you check out by the queries that uh, by number of impressions they create. This is stuff that Google is finding on your page and uh, matching up with stuff people are um, entering, you know, often in, in the form of questions, but more often than not in the form of keywords or keyword phrases, um, blue widgets here. Uh, ones that are driving tons and tons of impressions, you can go to Google, just start typing them into the search box and see what Google's going to suggest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can use a whole bunch of tools from Google Trends to uh, 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 um, uh, uh, SEM Rush or Majestic or whatever to, to 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 check out how other things are scoring, but um, or other sites are scoring against those keywords. But like Google's just become this incredible font besides the traditional tools they had. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Oh, it's a story I want to touch, but we really should take a break because we're gone way over time. Yep. <laughs> okay, we got to take a break. We got to take a break here on, on Webcology on WMR. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media. You're listening to Webcology on the 27th of May, 20, 2021. Stick around. We got a little bit more after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on DevRMR.fm. It is the 27th of May, 2021. It's mind-blowing. And, uh, you know what, I think the, uh, a good intro to this one is what the good Google giveth. The good Google also taketh away again. Uh, this time it's around featured snippets. Google's showing some more information in featured snippets, but it's showing you as a webmaster less information about featured snippets in Google Search Console. Uh, first, the Google stuff. Have you seen also covered on this page um, in featured snippets yet, Dave? Have you seen that like live in, in, in the wild? I have not, but I know I know what you're talking about. But uh, but I I haven't had a chance to put my eyes on it. I haven't seen it yet either. But um, I think this 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 shows that um, uh, the 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 um, AI uh, it was the one that was before Bert, the one that was able to differentiate individual um, topics on the page and break it down into uh, in, in, into into. Uh, 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 specific and unique groupings um, shows that it's working. Google is now featuring a also covered on this page um, feature in their featured snippets that show links to parts of your content that are similar to but different than the question that's being answered in feature in the featured snippet. A pretty cool trick of differentiation. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Um, And I I say that as somebody who's, you know, I I like to think I search pretty well. I've been doing it for a while, right? Like, and and I search like an SEO as as you, but there are oftentimes where I catch myself doing a query and going, right, I didn't quite word that right. Or that's not actually quite what I'm looking for, right? Like where I, 
Mm -hmm. It's not that I've made a mistake, but Google can interpret what I mean based on what I've told them. Um, and, and so I, I really like this um, because it gives me an, I, the ability to, A, jump to something that might be the subset of what I'm actually looking for, um, or to just glance at what a page is talking about um, and give me an opportunity to decide whether to go there, right? Like, and, and in these featured snippets, I think it's great to not just go, okay, here's the source of just this snippet because what's going to entice me to click through? Like, I think this is as a site owner, I like this because nothing's really there to entice me. But if you go and on top of this piece of information that we've already given you for free, you know, you don't need to like save you that you know, three second click, um, hopefully less if you've been paying attention to your core web vitals, um, you know, here's some additional information that you would get if you actually go and visit this publisher. So, um, so I do like it as, as a, a person who you know, gets featured snippets, <laughs> right. And with clients that get them. Um, but I also like it just as a user, which means I think it's here to stay and it's, it's a big win. Um, hopefully we don't see too much abuse of it. Cause I can also see ways of like messing with it, but. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. Get it. Getting a, um, this page also covers in uh, featured snippet is going to be a goal. Yeah, um, that will definitely drive uh, more people, attract more people to your pages. Um, it, I, I always figure if there are more links to, to click on, uh, there's more chances the user will click on one of them. Um, <laughs> I don't stupid law of averages. Um, and more importantly, though, and I, I think it was Rank Brain. Um, thank you for 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 noting that in the uh, in the chat. Um, I think being able to pick out unique topic points in a much larger corpus or bulk of, of, of information. I think I, I, I just think that's remarkably cool. Um, and being able to be able to see that there's four different topics being addressed on this page and this page can now legitimately rank for multiple types of questions being asked. It's remarkably cool. It is. Well, and we've talked like on our show about passage indexing, right? And it's like, okay, and if they're understanding passages better, then that helps their ability to go, ah, okay, and these would be the clusters of additional information people might like. Uh, and I also wonder how much are they drawing Remarkably. that from additional featured snippets, right? Like this page talks about these things, these things each get their own featured snippets, potentially, um, you know, if, if the page is, is strong enough to support that and the, the content is well-structured. Okay, and people are clicking on that and, and searching for it as well. So, okay, this page has more related uh, contextual pieces to a, a top-loaded uh, you know, sort of top-of-funnel query. Anyway, I find all of this stuff very exciting because it, it's really giving us insight into how Google is is piecing together their understanding of, of the web, aside from the fact that we can also use it to get more traffic, which obviously is our job. Now, again, what the good Google gives you... <laughs> the good Google will also take away from you. And in this case, it's taking away a measure of um, uh, 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 rich results inside of um, uh, 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 inside of uh, uh, search appearance filters. So if you get a uh, uh, Oh my goodness! End of show, and I got—I drew a massive brain break as my internet goes up and down. Um, 
Google says it's already reporting this data to you in different ways. However, um, you got rich results, product results, um, and a number of other. Hey, Brasco. So you're referring to like a, a, you, you can have your, your whole array of um, you know quiz. You can have uh, rich. You can have well, rich. Basically, the the story, of course, being rich results are are going away, uh, but it's because they're being included in in other areas. Where basically they're going, we're going to show you your traffic by source without showing you the top. Here's all your traffic, and then here's your traffic broken down by source. I'm putting it in sort of like an analytics kind of way. But if I visited my traffic by source page in analytics, what this rich results is is akin to is having the top going, here's a here's actually a specific listing of all, and then we're going to break it down. They're basically removing that here's your all and going, you're looking at your individual you know, appearances. So just look for the one you want. And, and there it is, rather than us confusing things by going, here's the top number, which I could see a lot of people, um, you know, potentially confusing um, and, and, and causing some, you know, causing them some confusion and going, does this add or does this, you know, is one included in another, um, you know, those sorts of things. So I, I, I actually like this move. I'm not one to generally like when they take something away, but I think this this one could cause as much confusion or probably more um, than its removal will solve. And, and they are doing a good job at actually just starting to break it out into each type and, and showing you that, which I find is much more useful data. Okay, on that, we have to um, close it off. I'm My internet connection is going up and down and I'm like hearing things coming in and out and in and out. Luckily, we're towards the end of a show. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You have been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the 27th of May, 2021. Um, friends, stay safe, rank well. We are almost at the end of the COVID crisis, so go out there and get vaccinated and let's get our, our society back next um, week. Uh, stay well, and uh, again, we'll talk to you next week. expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. <laughs>